We're going to sing one more, and then we're going to cut y'all over, and then Brother Oliver will feel like to do it. Number 110. Number Some of y'all may remember gentleman at the Grand Ole Opry by the name of Hank Snow. He did a song called There Goes My Everything. Well, after he got saved, he rewrote the song. He is my everything. Amen. The music sounds a little bit the same, but the words are a little bit different. Just listen to the words. Don't listen to how I'm singing this, because I got about dehydrated yesterday, and the voice is not what it normally is, but God can make everything the way He wants it to be. Yes, thank you, Chief. Go ahead, brother. 
darkness without sunshine or light to lead my way then a whisper of his voice gently calling Asked you to pray for me. And church, I want to thank you for your prayers. Here a while back I had a couple of first tough weeks. But the prayers of you praying brothers and sisters brought me through it. I believe that. I covet your prayers. Thank you for that. Continue to just lift me up. This right here, Brother Ronnie, just a rose will do. I have a chair at the house that Faye went and got me to. I spent a lot of time every week in it because of my legs and all, and I just can't get around with it. But she fixed me a single rose. 
put in the old basil thereby, and I could see it. She's done that several times. She'd go out and pick a rose, and I would look, and there'd be a little basil there with one single rose. Showing that she cared. And after 66 years, still loves me. She's still my bride. Your sermon so true. And that's what we need. That is what I've asked for. When you roll me down this aisle here and park me there in front of the altar, there'll be an old time preacher that's going to preach the gospel. Right. I have said, brother, and I said, I want to be responsible one more time for the lost to hear the gospel. Amen. Amen. This is what I've asked him to preach under the anointing. this morning, out between two messages, just to be honest with you. 
day and tonight to preach with my guests, but I want to be right because you don't know who is here that could be lost and undone without God. You just don't absolutely know. I know about me. I really do. I know about me. But you know, you don't know about everybody else. That's right. You want to be right when uh, you do this for the Lord. It's very important. I'm thankful today that God's blessed me. He's kept me. He has supplied my every need. You pray for me. I've been a little bit under the weather. Uh, I had to go back there and get me some water. Uh, I'm retaining fluid. They said it was from the heat. Dr. Hall said it would. So we don't know which one it is. I hope she's more right than he is. But uh, they got me. I, I never knew what 80 milligrams of Lasix felt like till the day before yesterday. Uh, trust me, it's not fun. Uh, but I'm sure thankful today that we got doctors and people that knows what they're doing today. So you just pray that God, if I give out on you this morning, you just find it on the doctors, okay? Give me Bibles, John chapter 11. Familiar, familiar scriptures, familiar story. And I've said it and I'll say it again. It's worth preaching and preaching and preaching because it's that that has saved people down through this walks of time since Jesus died on the cross uh, there and uh, give his life for our lives that you and I can have the privilege of being able to just sit and listen, as Brother Aubrey said, about the gospel of Christ. It's very, very important scripture this, this morning, and it's talking about Lazarus, and we all know the story that Lazarus died, amen, and was buried in a tomb. We know all about this, but there were some things that happened during this time. That is very needful. Do you know, even in death, when I got saved February 16th, 1975, I had buried my grandmother and I was lost and undone without God. It broke my heart. Isn't that amazing how death can break your heart? Isn't it something today when the falling away of a loved one can just reach down and just take you by the heartstrings and just squeeze the juice out of you, then we know and realize that it's yes. God. I want you to know something. I quit cursing a week before I got saved. I quit drinking a week before I got saved, Brother Aubrey. And I'm glad that I didn't understand about it because I would have tried my best to make excuses of what was going on. I didn't know what was wrong with me, but I found out a week later, about 7.30, uh, that Sunday night, when I fell on my face and said, Lord, uh, save me, I'm lost, right. I don't want to die and go to hell. A week prior to that, I had just heard the preacher uh, preaching that same message, Brother Aubrey, and I did not understand it, uh, amen, that you must be born again, and I'm thankful for that today. Aren't you glad this morning that you and I can come down to the house of God and we can sit down and just enjoy ourselves? Somebody says, well, how do you enjoy yourself sitting in church? Amen. I'll tell you how you can enjoy yourself sitting in church. Get your heart right with God. Amen. Lift holy hands for heaven and say, God, even through my circumstances, even through the things that's right. going on in my life, God, you can still bless me. You can still use me. You can still work in my life. You can still preach me. This old gospel of God, it'll never die, beloved church. It's alive and doing well this morning Amen. in the house of God. Amen. Yes. What? I'm thrilled to death. You say, well, preacher, how in the world does a death have anything to do? Can I say to you this morning, before I go any further, 
In order for you to be saved, you've got to die from your sins. Amen. You've got to literally say, Lord, I'm a sinner. Save me. And the loving grace of God will come upon you. He'll cleanse your soul. Amen. You'll pour your spirit out on an altar of grace someplace. Come out with your hands lifted up saying, thank you, Lord. I know that I've been born again. Amen. Boy, God's grace is just that way. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. There was sickness in Bethany. We all know the story. This is the story of Lazarus and Martha and Mary. And how that old Lazarus was sick. And Jesus was four days away. Jesus was out preaching the word of God. He heard that from Martha, that the one that he loved, a man was sick. Oh, I want you to know something this morning, beloved. Amen. God knows your heart. He knows my heart. He knows exactly what you need. He knows all about you. Amen. Somebody here this morning might be sick. Not of a sickness. Amen. Of a bad cold or something. But they might be sin sick this morning. It's time to relieve and get ourselves set on a solid rock. It's time for you and I, amen, to turn from the things of this world. That's right. Very important. Very important. So you prayed this morning. Let me lay a background just a little bit. A couple of verses that I want to read to you. We know the beginning of it, where the Bible says that there was a certain man sick by the name of Lazarus. God knew Lazarus. God had visited his home quite often. And I got to look into this, and in chapter 11 and verse 4, this is not where I'm going to preach from, but there's a reason behind Lazarus' sickness. There's a reason why Jesus didn't go down there to Bethany where he was at. Listen to what he said in verse 4. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Did you hear what the Word of God said? He said the sickness that Lazarus has, amen, is to glorify God, that he might glorify his Son, amen, and he might be lifted up. Aren't you glad today, amen, that people today goes to the hospital and they talk about what the doctor did for them. They talk about the things that they have done. This and that. And I'm thankful for doctors today. And nurses don't get me wrong. But amen, it was a great God of heaven that gave them the ability to do what they're doing to you today. I like them old boys that loves the Lord and practices medicine. But the sickness that we're talking about here this morning is not that, that sickness of death. It is to give honor to God that the Father might give honor to His Son. Amen. Let me read one more thing. The Bible says in verse 6, when he had heard these things, talking about Jesus, he was sick. He abode two days still the same place where he was at. Jesus knew if Jesus, Brother Randy, had went down to Bethany, I know beyond the sound of the doubt, maybe Martha or Mary would have intervened with Jesus. They would have talked to him. They would have cried their eyes out. They would have sung a song story to them. And Jesus would not have been glorified in this scripture that we're talking about you today. But he said there, he was sick. 
He'll go two days still in the same place. Aren't you glad this morning that God is coming? I'm glad this morning that the Lord is not far away. I'm glad this morning that God has got this in control. Y'all excuse me, I, I don't normally take my jacket off. But it's about 10 degrees hotter up here than it is out there. And I'll probably, before this is over with, come down there and sit with you for a while. But I want you to know something. Listen to what the Bible said in verse 15. This is the reasoning in verse 15 behind Lazarus' death. The Bible said that Jesus said just a few verses prior to that, that Lazarus sleepeth. He was conferring to, to his death, but his disciples did not understand it. But listen to what he said in verse 13, uh, 14. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Lazarus is dead. He's not alive. He's not sick, but he is dead. Listen to what verse 15 says. He said, and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. He said, I'm glad this morning. Amen. That old Lazarus died. I understand what was going on February the 16th, 1975. Even though that I love the one that I helped put in the grave. I did not understand that, but I understand today, man, anymore than I ever have. Amen. For them to die is to burden your heart, and when your heart is burdened, it is softened that the Scripture of God, amen, that pertains unto the new birth of Christ, amen, can be failed more today than any other times when your heart is burdened. See, it takes a troubled heart in order to be born into the kingdom of God. Amen. I just don't believe that a man, woman, boy, or girl can walk out of a pew and come blowing bubbles down the aisle, grinning, laughing, and joking. I just do not believe that they have been convicted of anything. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm not going to apologize for it. Amen. Listen, I'm telling you, I, I was somewhere one night preaching. Brother Aubrey, there was two little girls come down the aisle. Amen. Give the invitation. They come down the aisle just a giggling and just carrying on. Listen, the Bible says, unless a man come with a broken heart and a contrite spirit. Uh, what are you talking about, preacher? Godly sorry. Uh, godly sorry. Uh, that you committed the sin that you had enacted in. See, they don't want no repentance today, Brother Danny. It's not popular today in our churches. To have anything to do with saying, Lord, save me, I'm a sinner. Now it's come down to the point where it says just join the church. <laughs> oh, everything will be okay. Listen, somebody's going to die and go to hell. Some preacher's going to die and go to hell. You say, you really believe that? I sure do. That's right. Mamas and daddies telling their children that everything's all right. Oh, little Johnny, it'll be all right. You just got a case of feel goods or something. Listen, if you want to feel good, wait till you get saved. Get up off that altar, amen, and you'll know that you've been saved. You got something to feel good about. Amen. Thankful this morning. God's grace. I'm going to preach you the message this morning about a troubled heart. Beginning in verse 18. 
I promise I won't hold you but just a few minutes. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs, which is somewhere around two miles. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Remember that last part of that verse. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha being a Jew knew and understood the resurrection. But I want you to know something. This is very important. Yes, I shall rise again. But listen, let me tell you something according to what the Bible says and it's fixing to say right here. Jesus said, I am the resurrection. Amen. <laughs> he said, I am the resurrection. My goodness, church, do we realize today that you and I that has been born again is insured? Amen. It's settled. There's no question about it. Amen. When I believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, it is told that I had already death and my life. Amen. Was my God's the only difference is gravity in this body right now, Brother Aubrey Taylor. That's keeping you and me here. And someday you and I will leave that and lose that gravitational hook that's holding me and you. Let's God down here and we'll take on a new body like unto the Son of God. That's right. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus said. I am the resurrection. I am the truth. My God, I tell you what, you can jump on the airplane, Brother Terry, and walk by that pilot. Say, you going to get me off the ground? And he'll say, yes, sir. But what have you done? You can come by the house where God's at, Walk in and allow him to come into your heart and mind. And you ain't got, I know that ain't popular, but you ain't got no, hey man, you ain't got no thought about where tomorrow is because it's going to be in the presence of an almighty God. Hey man. That's the difference between I know and I hope so. That's right. Yes. This past year, there's been two Boeing planes that went down. <coughs> I, I'm talking about killed three or four hundred people. The plane air ride that you and I will get on one of these days. <laughs> Amen. There'll be no gravitational pull to it. Amen. When the Lord comes back by, we leave this place, this walks of life. Hey, Amen. There'll be nobody turning around, looking, and saying, Bye, bye, world. Hey, Amen. You know what you and I'll be doing? It's saying, Hello, Savior. Hello, God. Thank a good God. Hey, Amen. And I'll, my Lord, just float right to the Milky Way. My Lord, I, I want you to know something. It's going to be in a moment in a twinkling of an eye. Amen. That's right. What a good time. That it's going to be. Let me read you some more scripture. Verse 25, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection 
and alive. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Amen. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never what? Can y'all believe that? Can I read that one more time? And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Jesus asked Martha a question. Believest thou this? <laughs> Do you and I really believe it this morning? Do you and I really believe that Amen. Because of the resurrection of Christ, that you and I that believes in him will live again someday in the portals of glory. Thank the Holy Spirit Amen. of God for that. Amen. What a wonderful thing to know. You know, you can go over, go down to Lake and you should say some pretty places. I got a my oldest son lives been up in West Virginia in the mountains up there. And uh, there's some of the prettiest scenery you've ever seen in your life. The old homes and the old places. My daughter-in-law was born in Charlestown, West Virginia. You got a puppy in here. She was born in Charlestown, West Virginia, just about a mile and a half from where the Civil War started. Uh, I've never seen a place any more prettier in my life than the mountains of West Virginia and Virginia. Wisconsin is pretty close. Anybody's ever been out there in the springtime, you see it. And in the beginning of the wintertime, it's awesome, as the little boy says. You can leave West Virginia and go across the bridge of the Potomac River into Maryland, and from Maryland on into Pits in, uh, to Pennsylvania. Some of the prettiest places I've ever seen. Boy, and I tell you what, I, I'd love to just be able to just pack up and go up there and stay just another week or so just to say that I went. I really would. That's how pretty it is. But you know something this morning? I'd rather know that I know. Amen. That I know. Yes. That Jesus is my Lord. Thank you. I'm going to go to a place where the Bible says it's never entered into the heart of man. That's right. You and I can only imagine what heaven is like. You say, Brother Allen, what's going to be there? A pure river of life. Water that proceeds out of the throne of God. There's going to be trees there, Brother Aubrey. There'll be no sun or no moon that is going to be in this place called the heaven. For the Bible says that he is the light. Amen. He'll be that only light that you and I will ever need. I'm going to a place that I can't even describe. Amen. I'm going to a place that I've never been. Have you ever longed to go to some place but just could not get the time or the money to go. Have you ever wanted to go and just visit someplace? Hey man, and you never could go. Things always wanted to go to Africa. My goodness, it's too hot in Africa for this fat man. I don't care nothing about going to Africa, but I'll tell you where I do want to go. Brother Randy Gables, I want to go. Hey man, and hang my feet in that cool river of life. See, if I go to Africa, it'll cost me 
10, 15, $20,000. Can I tell you the cause of the death of Christ on Calvary? Heaven will never cost me a dime. Amen. Can I say that again? Heaven will never cost me a dime. Thank you, Jesus. I went over to see Sister Jean yesterday, pulled up, pulled out all oh, that flower garden, Sister Pretty. I mean, boy, that she's got good things, manicures. I told her that I, since she had a leg operation, I come over and mow. She said, "Oh no, brother Adam, I got this figured out." She told me when it would be when she mowed her garden, how long. Sister Jane, you got a beautiful place. Amen. Brother Billy, I know you got a beautiful place. But there's nothing we'll compare. Amen. To what Jesus yes. has got in store. 